Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. besties welcome back to try not to care or if you're new here hello welcome to try not to care my name is ashley i am a very emotional 26 year old who likes to share all of her thoughts with anyone who will listen i like to say that this is my not so personal diary my therapy your therapy so i'm happy to have you here Before we get into today's episode, make sure to follow me on my socials. I always forget to shout them out until the end, and I forget that a lot of us have a very short attention span, and I'm so grateful for anyone that listens, but there are some people that probably dip out after like 10 minutes. So if you love me, if you love trying not to care, if you want to stay connected and be besties, my Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, they're all linked in the show notes. I'm currently doing Vlogmas on TikTok. I'm posting every single day. I'm posting vlogs, Christmas content. I'm just spamming TikTok. So if you're into that, make sure to follow me there. Anyways, we're finally at the end of 2023, which is so crazy. But as the year comes to an end, a lot of people tend to reflect on the past year, me being one of those people. I've been thinking a lot about what I've accomplished. I've been looking back at my vision board and something that I've realized while doing that is I tend to focus on the things that I haven't done rather than the things that I have done. And That seems to be a very consistent pattern in my life. I tend to let the bad override the good. Negative feelings are just so powerful and intense sometimes that they overshadow the good. Like, for example, I could get thousands of positive comments on my TikTok, but I'll fixate on that one hate comment. The pain that the hate comments cause me sometimes feel more intense than the joy that the nice comments bring. And I don't want you to think that I'm not grateful for nice comments because I am, but it's just how my mind reacts to them. If you relate to this and you immediately jump to the negative side of things, you tend to focus on the bad rather than the good and you just find yourself in a scarcity mindset rather than abundant, I want you to remember, especially with the year ending, that perspective is everything. The way that you view the past year is how you're going to feel about it, how you're going to feel about yourself. 
the way you view anything is going to influence how you feel and how you react. So today I want to talk about this concept of scarcity versus abundance mindset and how changing your perspective can change your life and change the outcome of the next year for you. So with all that being said, let's get into the episode. For the majority of my life, I would say up until a year or two ago, I had a very bad victim mentality when it came to my life. I'm someone who thinks about my past a lot and whenever I would think about it, I would just feel bad. There is a lot of trauma and just fucked up things that I've gone through and with X amount of bad things happening in my life, I always believed it was this pattern that I couldn't break and... That's just how my life is. That That's the theme of my life. One bad thing after another. Almost like I was cursed and that I deserved it. And I, I viewed my life as this sad sob story. Even sometimes now because there is a lot of childhood trauma that I endured. When I think back to my childhood, I skim over all the good parts. I only focus on the bad. For the longest time... I thought I had a bad childhood, which isn't true. Like, yeah, there were bad parts of it, but that doesn't take away from the good things that happened. I had a house. I had a beautiful yard. I grew up with a swimming pool. I grew up with my parents staying together, even though, you know, they weren't always the happiest. I was still fortunate enough to have both my parents. I had amazing birthday parties. I got to spend time with my grandparents. I lived near a huge amount of woods and I got to play in it and play in the ponds and just have a very active and fun childhood. When I only focus on the bad parts of my childhood, I feel like shit. I feel resentful. I feel like I missed out on things like my innocence was stripped from me and I just get in this victim headspace of poor me. But when I focus on the good parts of my childhood, I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited to share memories. I'm also reminded of why I am the way I am, why I do the things that I do. So much of what I enjoy doing now is so connected to my childhood. The reason I make content now is because I loved filming and editing YouTube videos when I was in middle school. The reason I love to dance now, even though I'm not always the best at it, is because I danced so much growing up. The reason I have such a love for food is because my parents fed me well and my family connected over that. I can look at the same exact childhood, but feel completely different. And that's the thing about perspective. It has an insane influence on the way you feel about things and the way you react to things. It influences how satisfied you are with yourself or with your life or whatever it may be. Like I said before, I've been reflecting on the past year and... I found myself feeling really bad because there were things on my vision board that I didn't complete yet. One thing that I've had on my vision board since like 2019 is a plaque from YouTube. Like the the plaque that you get when you've reached a certain amount of subscribers. YouTube has always been something that I've wanted to do and succeed at. But every year I don't. And I was really ashamed of that this year that I didn't spend time on YouTube like I made YouTube videos here and there I would upload but then I would stop because there are a lot of work and my main focus right now is the podcast and other social media platforms so I just don't make time for it 
So obviously the numbers aren't going to translate. I'm not going to have 100,000 followers when I don't post on YouTube. And there were other things on the vision board that I didn't complete and I was just feeling bad about it. And then the other day, I was packing up all the hoodie orders and I packed them all in these hot pink bags and I had them laying out on my floor. And I was looking at them and I remembered, oh my God, I have a photo of this, like what I'm looking at right now on my vision board. I have this photo on my vision board of this girl sitting in a room with a bunch of pink packages. And when I put that photo on my vision board, I did it with the intent of either doing merch or starting a business. So when I connected the two and I realized that I did complete that, I felt so much better about my year and about myself. I went from feeling like a loser, feeling shameful, feeling disappointed, to feeling proud and accomplished. I realized that just because I didn't hit every goal, it doesn't mean my year or me as a person is a failure. When I look at all the things I didn't do without acknowledging all the good, of course I'm going to feel like a letdown, like I didn't do enough. But when I look at all the great things I did and then compare it to my past and how far I've come, I'm able to recognize that I've worked really hard and I've come such a long way and I should be proud of myself. The point I'm trying to make here is you really do have a choice in how you view things, whether it's viewing your past, your present, or your future. This episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. Every new year, I feel the need to reinvent my whole life, a new hairstyle, new clothing, new goals. I literally want to become a brand new girl. This year, I want to prioritize my health because this past year, I just wasn't the healthiest. So to make sure I actually follow through with taking care of myself, I'm going to be using ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for the ones that take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition you're searching for. I don't think I've gone to the doctor this year. If I did, it was at the very beginning of this year. But the reason I haven't gone to the doctor and haven't really taken care of myself this year is one, I get really bad anxiety about calling the doctor, and then two, whenever I do call, there's never appointments available. With ZocDoc, you don't have to call to make an appointment. You could do it all through the app and the average wait time to see a doctor is between 24 and 48 hours. Sometimes you can even get same day appointments. I promise you, I'm going to be a health queen this year after using ZocDoc. If you're like me and you're ready to take care of yourself for the new year, you should try ZocDoc too. Go to ZocDoc.com slash trying not and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash trying not. ZocDoc dot com slash trying not. Thank you, ZocDoc, for sponsoring today's episode. The examples I just gave you are based off my past. But there's times even now where I'll compare where my life is right now to where others' lives are. And it'll make me feel really bad about my circumstance. You hear me talk about this all the time about comparing your life to others And I really do believe comparison is a thief of joy, but it's something I'm consistently doing and trying not to do. You know, just because I'm aware of the fact that comparison is bad, even though I talk to you guys and tell you how you shouldn't compare yourself to others and that their win is not your loss, I'm only human. I still struggle with it too. There's days where I see someone accomplishing something and my mind immediately jumps to, there's not enough of that. They're taking up that space and there's no room for you. And I think the reason 
I have those initial thoughts, even though I know that what I'm thinking isn't true, they appear because of my past, because I've been conditioned to believe they're true. And when I think that way and I listen to those thoughts, it influences how I react. I become bitter. I don't want to like others' social media posts. I don't want to congratulate them. I become unproductive. I don't work on whatever it is that I should be working on. And I don't help my situation at all. But on the days that I am able to redirect my thinking and stop myself from thinking that way, and I think it's okay that they're succeeding, I can too. There is space for me. What they're doing has nothing to do with me. I'm doing enough. I have plenty of time. On those days, I am more likely to be encouraging of others and supporting them. I don't focus so much on what they're doing and I focus more on what I'm doing. On the days that I'm thinking abundantly, when I'm thinking things are going to work out for me and them, that's when I'm my most productive. That's when I'm my best self and I can get the most work done. Same situation, but two very different ways of looking at it and two very different outcomes. When I'm better and I'm thinking space is limited, that I'm not doing enough, that I'm behind, things are less likely to go the way I want them to because I have no motivation or drive to make them work. But when I'm hopeful and confident in my abilities, things are much more likely to go the way I want them to because I'm dedicated. I'm ready to make them work. I want them to work, so they do. Which leads me to talking about scarcity versus abundance. Well, I guess first it'd be smart to start with what is a scarcity mindset. A scarcity mindset is basically what it sounds like you think things are scarce. You don't think there's enough for you. With a scarcity mindset, you think that whatever you're doing is never enough. You think you'll never have enough money. You'll never achieve what you want. There's never going to be a position for you at a job you want. There's never going to be someone who loves you. You think that things are not working out for you. When I would look at other people and compare what they were doing to what I was doing, I would think things like, I don't have enough time. I'm never going to catch up to them. I'm so behind. I'm not doing enough. This thing is working out for them, but I'm doing the same exact thing and I'm seeing no results. They already have this, so I can't have this. I would just look at someone else's accomplishment, which should have been a positive thing, and I would only see it as a negative. All I could focus on was the negative, and when you do that, more negative comes. The more negative you are, the more negative you feel, and the more negative experiences you have. You feel like shit, you feel anxious, impatient, frustrated, you feel powerless, like there's nothing you can do to make things work for you. You resent the people around you that are doing well, which in turn makes them feel like shit because they're not receiving support from you. You start making other people your competition when they're not competing with you and you just focus so much on limitations that you don't see any possibilities for growth. And obviously not everyone wants to feel this way and not everyone does. Not everyone's programmed to believe things are limited. It's not the default. So why do some people have a scarcity mindset? Why can't people just see things positively? I really do think it comes from experience. I think it comes from experiencing scarcity. 
if you grew up with instability, lack, if you had no security growing up, you're less likely to believe that things work out perfectly and that everything's great and that there's always enough for you because that was just never the case for you growing up. If you grew up with a lot of money, with material things, if you always had food on the table, if you were given unconditional and consistent love, if you didn't go through a bad breakup or friendship breakup, if you didn't go through any life-changing hardships, if you didn't go through things that made you believe that there's not enough of something or that things are always hard, of course you're not going to have a reason to be on high alert for loss or for things falling apart. You've never been given a reason to think that way. The reason I had such a brutal victim mentality is because X amount of bad things happened to me and I was conditioned to believe that's all I deserve. That's all that happens to me. I was conditioned to only look for the bad things in my life. I didn't grow up poor. My parents both worked. I always had food on the table. My parents were able to provide me clothes and toys and of course the essentials. So I don't want you to ever think that I think I was poor because I wasn't. I just wasn't rich. There were things that I would ask for that my friends had and the answer was no. I remember there was this one birthday where all I wanted was Hollister or Abercrombie because that's what all my friends wore. And yeah, I would get Hollister every now and then, very limited, maybe once a year, whatever. That's all I wanted for this one birthday. And I remember my mom getting me like Walmart and I was devastated. And I just remember my mom saying something along the lines of, we don't have money like that. Like we have money, but it's not like that. And as I got older and kind of began to understand money and overheard my parents and their arguments, I kind of started to realize that money was tight. And from then on, when I was working in high school and even in college, making my own money, I had a really anxious relationship with money. I always thought I didn't have enough of it or that if I did have it, it would be taken away from me and I wouldn't have any. And that anxiousness and fear of not having enough got even worse when I moved into my first apartment with my boyfriend and all my money was going to bills and I literally didn't have enough to pay rent. This episode is sponsored by Dipsy. This year has been amazing, but also a little chaotic. As much as I want to finish the year off strong, I also want to take time to relax and recharge for the new year. One of my favorite ways to unwind is Dipsy Stories. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. I personally love their sleep stories and wellness sessions, but if you love a good romance story, stories about summer flings, situationships, hookups, they have all of that on Dipsy. What makes Dipsy so unique is some of their audios are voiced by TikTok creators, so it feels very personal. Also, 56% of their stories are voice acted by people of color, which is amazing as they strive to be radically inclusive. New content is released every week, so once you finish a story, there's always another one to listen to. If you're like me and you're looking for a new way to relax, you want to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, or even heat things up with a partner, check out Dipsy. For listeners of the show, Dipsy's offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash TNTC. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipseastories.com slash TNTC dipsystories.com slash tntc thank you dipsy for sponsoring today's episode i am so fortunate now that i'm making the most money i ever have but i still find myself feeling anxious when i spend money or when i have to pay bills because i'm afraid that 
it's just going to go away because I just got so used to the idea of not having enough. When I have to pay bills now, I have more than enough to pay it, but it's still triggering. I still feel that heaviness in my chest and have to check my account to make sure I have enough money. Because of my past, I'm paranoid about it. If you've listened to my podcast or you follow my socials, you know that I've had my fair share of friendship breakups. And through losing friends over the years, I've taken on this mentality of I'm not doing enough or that I'm not being a good friend or I'm not doing enough for my friends that no matter what I do, they're going to leave me. No matter how much I give them, they're going to leave me. And it's just this mindset that I've adapted through loss. And I just wanted to share these examples, my struggles with money, my struggles with friendships, to show you that things aren't necessarily traumatic, but they can easily set the tone for how you view things. If you grew up very well off, very wealthy, you're less likely to experience that anxiousness around spending money or having money. If you grew up with very healthy, consistent friendships, you're less likely to experience that paranoia of friends leaving you or that self-doubt of no matter how much I give to these people, they're going to leave me. And that's because you haven't been given a reason to believe that or think that way. But just because you might be someone like me who has experienced a lot of loss or a lot of instability and you're struggling with this scarcity mindset, it doesn't mean you can't switch your mindset from scarce to abundant. Having an abundance mindset is basically when you believe that there is enough for everyone, including yourself. It's literally the opposite of having a scarce mindset. When you have an abundance mindset, you're able to find the positive in things. You're able to be grateful for the little things that that you do have. You can still feel negative emotions. You can still be upset or disappointed or just feel the way you do. Like I'm not promoting toxic positivity, but when you have an abundance mindset, you're less likely to feel doomed when something doesn't work out. You could still be upset that you and your boyfriend broke up. You could still absolutely feel heartbroken and mourn that loss, but you could follow those emotions up with encouragement and being hopeful. Instead of thinking, he broke up with me and I'm never going to find another partner I'm never gonna be in love again it's never gonna work out for me you could think it sucks that it didn't work out but I'm grateful that I now get to start a new chapter and work on myself and maybe down the line when I'm ready meet someone that loves me the way I love them and treats me the way I want to be treated when you have an abundance mindset you're focusing on the good which leads you to feel good because when you feel good you do good. You do things out of love. You do things because you're nurturing them rather than trying to force them or trying to complete them on a timeline or compete with someone else. If you're trying to complete something, you're much more likely to complete it and do it well when you're doing it for no other reason than yourself. Whereas if you're trying to complete something to get it done before someone else or you're doing it to impress someone else, You're not giving it your all. You're rushing, you're insincere while doing it, and your focus isn't you, it's them. You're much more likely to feel empowered, energized, and excited when you think abundantly. You attract more 
when you think abundantly because when you put good things out, whether it be good energy, good vibes, encouragement, love, all of that comes back. I used to think, why doesn't anyone comment on my videos or my photos? I have all these mutuals online, but they never interact with my content. And I realized it's because I was acting out of a scarcity mindset. I wasn't encouraging them. I wasn't supporting them because I thought, well, no one's doing it for me. So why am I going to push their content while mine's getting suppressed? But once I started commenting and reposting and just loving the people that I follow, the same thing happened for me. The more I showed up for them, the more they showed up for me. When I lost my friends, I felt really alone and really discouraged. And I thought I would never find friends again because meeting friends in your 20s is really hard. But I got to a point where I realized I'm not going to meet anyone by believing that there's no one out there for me. So I started putting myself out there and posting online about me. And through doing that, I attracted the right people. I took a risk. I believed that there is better out there for me. And I attracted it because that's what I wanted. And that's the one thing about having an abundance mindset. When you think abundantly, you're striving for more. You're striving for growth. You're not boxing yourself in and minimizing what you can do or what you should have. I could have easily continued that victim mentality of, Things don't work out for me. Bad things happen. I don't deserve to have good friends. But that wouldn't have done anything for me. That wouldn't have done any good. I would have continued living a very sad and lonely life, which isn't what I wanted. I wanted more for my life. I wanted to feel better. I wanted good friends. And the only way to make those things happen is to believe you deserve them. Instead of believing that things aren't going to work out and that things are limited, with an abundance mindset, you look at the bigger picture, you focus on opportunities, and you just trust the process. Sorry to keep throwing examples at you, but it makes me think of when I was first starting my podcast, like the first few months of having my podcast. It wasn't really taking off. I wasn't seeing much progress, and I was just feeling very burnt out. And with feeling that way, I was just really down and only focusing on everything that was going wrong, only focusing on the short term of it. The fact that right at that moment, no one was listening and I wasn't where I wanted to be. But my boyfriend, my lovely angel boyfriend, everyone thank Josh for this because if it wasn't for him, I probably would have quit a long time ago. My boyfriend kept telling me to trust the process and that all podcasts start small and it's a good podcast and it's going to work out. And I just had to listen to him and believe in myself, believe that the best is yet to come and just embrace it. Focus more on why I'm doing what I'm doing and focus on the long term of it. And once I shifted my focus from it not working out to it's going to work out, Sure enough, things finally did work out. Thankfully, Josh talked some sense into me. But if I stayed in that scarcity mindset, I definitely would have quit before I I even got to see any success. I hope I explained scarcity versus abundance well enough because now I want to talk about how you can change your perspective, how you can redirect your thinking and go from scarcity to abundance. So that way, this next year, you're able to make the most out of your time and feel your best. I do want to acknowledge 
that it is hard to change your mindset. It's hard to change your perspective. It's one thing to be positive when you feel good, but when you don't feel good and you've been in the cycle of things not working out for you, it's really difficult to make that switch. So I tried to think of five realistic things that can help you redirect your thinking. Don't expect yourself to go from feeling like ass to feeling on top of the world overnight. Like that's not realistic. But I think these five things can definitely help you if you incorporate them into your everyday routine. So number one, focus on what you have. Circling back to how I was feeling unsatisfied with my year because I didn't do certain things on my vision board. The second that I acknowledged the growth that I did have and I congratulated myself on the things that I did accomplish, I felt so much better about myself and about my year. Of course, when you only focus on what you don't have, you're not going to feel good because you feel like you're missing something. But on the flip side, when you focus on what you do have, you feel fulfilled. There's days where I wake up and I don't feel great. There's days where I'm going through something and I'm pissed the fuck off. But still having gratitude for the things in my life that I do have puts things into perspective that although I don't feel my best right now, it's not the end of the world and it's not a bad life, it's just a bad day. Waking up and having gratitude for my boyfriend, my dogs, the fact that I have a healthy family, I have my morning coffee and I'm living in this beautiful house. I'm grateful that I get to live in this moment because I know in a year Or a few years from now, when I don't have these things, I'm going to look back and feel sad and I'm going to be mourning the loss of them then. Gratitude goes so far with anything and everything. With friendships, relationships, with jobs, whatever you're feeling insecure about or you're maybe doubting, whatever you may be comparing to others, focus on what you do have. If you're upset because you see a couple online that's just goals and you wish you and your boyfriend were like that think of everything that you and your boyfriend do have you two might not post online together but you spend every weekend together you have traditions you have inside jokes think about all the little things they do for you and by the time you're done thinking about all the things that you do have it's easier to let go and forget what you don't have and you're less likely to feel bad about your situation or want to change it because now you're feeling good about you and your boyfriend. Number two, look at problems as blessings. This is something that takes a lot of time and effort to do. It takes patience. It takes everything in you to not lose your shit. But once you're able to do it, once you're able to find the good even in the bad, you find a lot of peace in the troubles. And I'm not saying to look at tragedies as blessings. I'm not trying to be insensitive. If you lost a loved one or someone that you love got sick or something really bad happened, I'm not saying that awful things are are blessings in disguise. Like if something really bad happens to you and you're really struggling, don't try to power through it and find the good in it. If you're able to, that's amazing. But I don't want you to think that you have to look for some blessing in disguise and find meaning within it when you're hurting really, really bad. But when it comes to the small, irritating, minor inconveniences in life, try to look at those problems as blessings. When I used to have to drive to work and I would get stuck in traffic, instead of getting super worked up and frustrated at the fact that I was going to be late to work, I would tell myself the reason I'm in traffic is a blessing 
For all I know, I could have been in a terrible accident if I didn't get stuck right now. And maybe I'm delusional for thinking that way. But all I know is it made me feel less stressed out and it made my day better to believe that there was some meaning behind me being stuck in traffic. One of my mutuals on TikTok recently got let off at her job and she made a video visibly upset that she lost her job. But through losing that job and making that video, she's gained so many followers and she's building a community, which it seems that she's always wanted to do. And yeah, it still sucks that she lost her job, but she took a shitty situation and found positive in it. She turned it into something better than it was. If you lose a friend, instead of thinking how you're never going to meet people again, kind of like how I felt when I lost my friends, think of it as an opportunity to meet new people. Think of it as making space for more people that fit you better, for a new experience, for a new chapter of your life. Trying to find the good in the bad is not going to take away the bad, but it's going to make it easier for you to cope and to move forward. It's going to make it easier for you to not give up when things do get hard. Number three, looking at failures as lessons. This is kind of the same thing as looking at problems as blessings. Look at me rhyming. Um, Taking something that you'd consider negative and turning it into something more positive. Things don't always work out. Once in a while, you're going to fail. You can dedicate so much time, so much love into something, and it just doesn't translate the way that you want it to, and it fails. When that happens, you can either get worked up over it and just give up, or you can learn from it and grow. For example, if you have a failed relationship, instead of just throwing in the towel and saying that you don't trust anyone, you're never going to open yourself up to anyone ever again, you're done dating, Instead of doing all of that, take a step back and look at the relationship as a whole. What did you learn from it? What hurt you? What didn't you like? What can you do moving forward to protect yourself from someone treating you that way again? Can you set better boundaries? Can you work on yourself right now so that you'll never have to depend heavily on someone ever again? I found a lot of peace in thinking this way because as much as it might sound like I am bitter from my past relationships or friendships, I am grateful in a sense for what those relationships did for me as a person. I know I didn't deserve to be treated that way, but because of how they treated me, I am a much stronger person. I know my value. I know what I want out of my life. I know what I expect from others. I've learned to set boundaries. I've learned to stand up for myself. Through all the shitty things those people did to me, I'm now able to identify red flags, bad behavior, and I now know when to walk away. And the same thing goes for yourself. Like when you mess up, when you royally fuck up, instead of being cruel to yourself and telling yourself that you're a bad person or that you're deserving of bad things, learn from that mistake and do better in the future. I hated who I was back in July of this year. I just wasn't a good person when I was drinking. And that's part of the reason I decided to do 75 hard because I didn't want to be that person. And instead of feeling bad for myself and identifying with that behavior, I decided to make a plan and stop drinking for at least 75 days, work on myself and become better. I didn't want to hate myself. I didn't want to hurt the people around me. 
I was ashamed of who I was. It was just embarrassing and not a good time in my life. But instead of fixating on that, I learned from it and I really do think I'm a better person because of it. Number four, surround yourself with people who have an abundant mindset. I really do think you are the people you surround yourself with and that's why I do judge people heavily off of who's in their close circle. I think the people you choose to spend your time around really reflect who you are as a person. Like if you're besties with Andrew Tate, I'm going to question you on, you know, if our values match up at all, if I want to be associated with you. The reason I think it's good to surround yourself with people who have an abundant mindset is because it will rub off on you. It's much easier to be positive and look for the good things when you have friends who are also uplifting and encouraging and looking for the good things too. When you're friends with someone who's constantly talking shit, who's putting others down, and that's all they have to talk about, you're more than likely going to be involved in that too. You're going to be adding to that conversation and talking shit as well, which leads you to feeling bad because when you talk shit and talk bad about other people, you feel bad. When I was friends with certain people who were like that, I found myself looking for negatives throughout my day to have an excuse to talk to them. We didn't really talk unless we were gossiping or complaining, so I would literally look for things to complain about. It's also hard to be excited for things and want to share them with your friends when you know that they're going to be negative about it or not support you. I had friends that I was afraid to go to to tell them good news because I knew they would somehow find something negative about it, whatever I was trying to tell them. It wasn't, oh my God, good job. This is so exciting. It was, oh, I tried that and it didn't work out for me. Good luck. Or what are you going to do if it doesn't work out for you? When I decided to quit my job, I had people in my life being like, okay, well, what what are you going to do if it doesn't work out? How are you going to make money? Almost putting self-doubt in my head, self-doubt that I wouldn't have had until they said it. You don't need those people in your life. You can do without them. You need people in your life that want you to do well. They want both of you to do well, that are looking for the bright side of things. Because what's the point of looking for the negative? What's the point of expecting worst case scenario? If something's going to backfire on you, it's going to backfire regardless. There's no point in preparing yourself for failure. If it happens, you can deal with it when it does. But until then, expect best case. Expect things are going to work out. What's the worst thing that can happen if you think positively? You're going to be let down. You're going to feel that way regardless, whether you expect the best or you expect worst case. Surround yourself with people that are rooting for you, not against you. Lastly, number five, You need to believe in yourself. You need to be rooting for you. The reason why you look at others and you compare yourself to them is because you don't believe in yourself. The reason why you look at someone else's success and you think you can never have that is because you don't think you're deserving of it. The reason why you're distraught that your ex left you for another girl is because you think that she's more deserving of their love than you. Whatever situation you're in where you find yourself doubting yourself and your abilities, the reason you're feeling that way is because you don't believe in yourself. You as a whole are not lacking anything. It's not that someone's better than you or smarter than you or funnier or prettier than you. You're not competing with them, but you are lacking just 
within yourself. You're lacking confidence. You're lacking trust. You're lacking the ability to see success in your future. You might be insecure and still be able to finesse your way into getting what you want, but you're going to have a much easier job succeeding and living the life you want to live and attracting the things you want to attract by believing in yourself. It's extremely hard to do anything when you don't believe you can accomplish it. Next time you do something, try doing it, but keep telling yourself, I can't do this. I suck. I'm bad at this. No matter how easy the task is, see how much harder it is to do when you don't believe you can do it. Like simple math. I by no means am great at math. I've always struggled with numbers, but my boyfriend could give me the most simple equation, 10 plus 10, something that I'm so capable of doing. If I don't think I can do it, I won't be able to. I'm going to get in my head and not allow myself to figure it out. Whereas if I'm confident in my ability and I tell myself, I'm smart, I can figure this out, just give me a second, I'll be able to do it. That's why I really do believe up until like high school, I was so good at everything I did. I was amazing at drawing, at dancing, at making videos, at sports. I trusted that I was capable enough to do those things. I could put myself out there with other people my age and do them well. I wasn't telling myself other people are better than this so sit down. It wasn't until I got into high school and started caring about what other people think and started looking at others and how good they were at things that I got in my own head and told myself that I wasn't as good as them so I didn't even try. There's going to be people in your life who don't support you or don't see your vision or don't want you to succeed. Don't add to that noise. It doesn't matter how many people hate you or don't believe in you. As long as you believe in you and you like you, that's all that matters. The people that have so much to say about you have no say in the way your life plays out. Only you do. No one but you can take away what belongs to you. If you work your ass off, if you're good to people, if you're a good person, what's meant for you will be rewarded to you. And no one can take that away from you, no matter how much they talk. But if you're talking bad about yourself and reinforcing the idea that you're not good enough or that you're not deserving enough, you will absolutely find a way to make sure the things that you want, that you're deserving of, don't make their way to you because you won't allow them to. You'll get in your own way and stop yourself before you're able to see that success. Whatever you want in life, You're deserving of it. So tell yourself, I'm deserving of this thing and make a plan to make it work. Encourage yourself. Believe in yourself throughout the entire way. Say your fucking affirmations. I don't care how stupid and uncomfortable they are. Say them every day until you believe them. Decide something that you want and then choose something to reward yourself with once you achieve that thing. Make it your priority to make things that you want in your life work. Make yourself your priority. Be your number one supporter. Be your number one fan. Before I close out today's episode, I haven't done an assignment in a really long time. If you're new here, I used to do an assignment at the end of every episode that just kind of correlated with whatever topic we're talking about. So for this week's assignment, I want you to think of five things or more, but start with five things in your life that are a little crappy that you would consider a negative thing, a headache, and try to find one positive thing out of each. For example, I'll give you five right off the top of my head. Okay, um, 
my dogs keep shedding. Their hair is all over my house, all over my clothes. But I am grateful that I have two amazing dogs that I wouldn't trade for the world. I have a lot of work to do and I'm a little stressed out. But the work that I have to do is a blessing because me a year ago would have dreamed of the, the work that I'm doing now, the things I'm doing now. So it's a good problem to have. I have a concert I'm going to this weekend and I have nothing to wear and I'm a little stressed out about that. But that means I get to go shopping. Oh, 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 oh. I ordered a vanity, like a makeup vanity to obviously do my makeup and FedEx lost my package, which is very frustrating because all I want is my freaking vanity. But now I'm probably going to get a refund and get my vanity free. So love that for me. And then what is this five? Um, I have a lot of cleaning to do, which sucks. There's fur everywhere. There's things everywhere. And I really, really don't want to clean it. And I don't have time to clean it, but I will. And I'm grateful that I get to clean it though, because a year ago I was living in a house that I hated and I would have died for this house. And I'm just really grateful to be living in it. So there you go. There's my five, I think five. I think that was five things. I want you to go do five yourself or more. And doing an exercise like this will help you train your mind to find the positive, even in the shitty things. Mindset is everything. Perspective is everything. Without a positive one, you're going to have a fucking hard time doing anything. It doesn't matter how great of a work ethic you have. It doesn't matter how much help you receive. It doesn't matter how much money you have. If you look through life with a scarce lens, you're never going to be satisfied. That is where I'm going to end today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Every time I talk, like every time I finish an episode, my throat literally hurts because I've just been talking and yapping for so long. So that's the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to give Trina to Care a five-star review on Spotify and Apple. It really helps me out. I really appreciate it. Make sure to follow my socials all linked in the show notes. Make sure to check out the sponsors. I love them. And I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I love you besties and I will talk to you next Monday. Bye besties.